Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast, post-quality podcast edition. I've said podcast twice already in this intro. The PQP after the Belgian Grand Prix, and we're reflecting on Max Verstappen racing in a different league, and we'll start <laughs> 15th tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, what a quality. Uh, interesting quality for sure. A lot what of... a quality, not really. <laughs> I think that's the weird, genuinely one of the weirdest qualifying sessions I've ever seen in my life. Genuinely. It is so bizarre. So bizarre. Yeah. yeah, very bizarre indeed. And I think the thing that was interesting about that qualifying session was trying to work out where Alex Albon's going to start. Uh, that was <laughs> the main thing we were uh, focusing on. But but yeah, uh, the, the biggest takeaway for me is, Jesus, this has got some big field spread spa this year. Like, of course, we didn't really have a particularly... Um, comparable one last year with the fact it was wet both in quality and of course I won't reflect on the race too much because uh, that makes a lot of people sad but Red Bull in particular have taken a step forward if anything there's been a lot of talk about porpoising regulations and Ferrari and Red Bull being pegged back and Mercedes taking a step forward <laughs> oh you look at Q3 Hamilton 1.8 seconds off Verstappen George Russell 2.1 seconds off of that Red Bull Deep breath. What's your what's your main takeaway, Tommy? Yeah, my main takeaway is that Verstappen's in another league. It's it's wild that he's starting fifteenth tomorrow, and we've just uh, for those not with us on Twitch right now, we've just done a poll of will Verstappen win tomorrow, and sixty seven percent of people think he will win from fifteenth tomorrow. That's that's the level Verstappen is on right now, and how much better he is than uh the rest of the field right now it's it's insane and you really wouldn't it almost feels like it wouldn't be a surprise if he won tomorrow and he's starting 15th it's absolute madness and just such a weird qualifying because you thought you were going to have that a lot of other qualifyings when you've got a lot of grid penalties they don't bother going out do they but you essentially had pretty much all the drivers, almost all of the drivers with penalties going into that session and trying to set legitimate lap times. So it was very confusing that you kind of were trying to work out all the time uh, what was going on. And the most underwhelming battle for pole between science and Perez, science getting pole with the scruffiest lap you've ever seen. Well, it wasn't <laughs> well, even well, well, was it? His it second lap was really scruffy and what, just such a weird session. Yeah, and this is what I said to Twitch chat, WTF1 official, if you want to come follow us for the next time we're live, uh, that usually you have Verstappen versus Leclerc or Verstappen versus Hamilton. And we're so used to seeing two almost inch-perfect laps for pole position, two two greats of the sport. Of course, Verstappen and Leclerc, both out of contention for, for getting pole position. Verstappen stonked in a 43-6 and was like, yeah, that'll do. Don't need to give Perez a, a toe. I'm, I'm out of the car. Cheers. But then we had Sainz versus Perez and you had Sainz falling off the track at every other opportunity. You had Perez as well. They didn't even show Perez's lap. F1 were like, no, no, Perez, yeah, he's just going to bottle it. So we didn't even see really what went on there. And that just for me highlights the difference between the number ones, which you have to say, like statistically, a Leclerc and Verstappen and Red Bull and Ferrari compared to Sainz and Perez. There's just that difference that um, makes makes the difference in a lot of ways. And and that's the reason why Verstappen and Leclerc are always at the front of the front of the grid most most of the time. But let's reflect a little bit on uh, how Q1, Q2, Q3 went. So Q1, we had uh, Vettel 
Latifi, Magnussen, Sonoda and Bottas out. Of course, the, the drivers running penalties. Valtteri Bottas has a 25 place grid penalty, but not a back of the grid penalty, which is weird because 25 30. places, 30. <clears throat> yeah, my favourite. 30 is more than the back of the grid. And yet that's <laughs> not a back of the grid penalty. No, my favourite stat from that session is that Bottas qualified P20, had 30 places of grid penalties and moves up six positions and starts 14th. <laughs> F1 is wild. So you got that. And then you've got six back-of-the-grid penalties, uh, which come in the form of Schumacher, uh, Norris, Ocon, Ocon, Leclerc, Verstappen, and Joe Guanyu. So, yeah, it was quite difficult to work it out during qualifying. I was hoping maybe Formula One could just include a little, little graphic that just says, I don't know, pen or something. Something that just highlights the drivers that are running penalties coming into uh, the quality session. I think that would help a lot for, for people trying to work out where, where people would be. But if I yeah. was a new fan watching that session, I wouldn't have a no, clue what was going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Oh, Alex, Alex is qualified ninth. Maybe it'll start sixth. Okay. Who's running the penalties? Um, can't remember. Doesn't say on screen. Yeah. You know, that, that is that sort of stuff where I think formula one can definitely break it down a little bit easier for the, for the viewer but um but yeah q1 obviously you know uh nicholas atifi making big waves it's funny i'm looking at this f1 qualifying classification graphic and for whatever reason he went out on mediums for his first run in q1 the only driver to put mediums on the entire qualifying session uh so i like that the tfi went for something a bit different uh and uh, qualified 17th uh and that williams in particular in especially in the hands of alex album very quick in in sector one and sector three sector one purples we love a, a purple sector one uh, for Williams these days, don't we? First in Hungary uh, and now again in Spa. Alex, of course, going to be starting sixth. Um, but yeah, Q1 wasn't much to report, was there? Q2, I think the big, I mean, just face palm, face part. Wait, what? What's the... <laughs> what are you going to Face that? palm moment, yeah. Is it just face palm? Is face palm, the... yeah. Yeah. You're talking about Daniel Ricciardo. Palm face. Yes, there you go. <laughs> You're yes, right. but Daniel, ah, uh, mate, I'm I'm tired. Uh, but yeah, Daniel Ricciardo getting a toe, obviously not running a penalty, so a great opportunity to start seventh start in the top top five. But starts still starts seventh, so gets away That's with it. Wild. Gets knocked out in Q1, uh, qualifies eleventh. Um, but yeah, it was just another one of those moments where you just go, oh, please, maybe. Can, we, can I just go through the grid because it's just popped up on Sky, so I can see the yeah. top ten now, and it is wild. Sainz, Perez, Alonso, Hamilton, Russell, Albon, Ricardo, Gasly, Stroll, Vettel. So Vettel, it starts in the top ten after getting and knocked out in in the first session. It's mad. Maybe it was big brain strats from Vettel. He's like, I can't be asked to do any more than Q one, and I know I'm going to make it through to what is technically Q three and start tenth. I don't need to do any more laps. I'm in an Aston Martin. Um, so yeah, both Aston starting in the points and qualify 14th and 16th. So that is a, that's quite something. Um, but yeah, Danny Rick, bit of a, oh, come on, mate, sort of moment. But yeah, still start seventh. The race is going to be fascinating. Like free practice, there were clear indications that the hard tyres were terrible. So looking forward to Ferrari <laughs> starting on the hard tyres, maybe even doing two stints on the hard tyres, who knows. Um. So that's going to be interesting to see if any driver or team decide to make that hard tire work. But yeah, it's, it's especially when you look at the likes of Verstappen and Leclerc, you're starting what 15th, 16th. 
what tire do you go on? Do you go on the aggressive? Do you think of maybe the long game so you can go further into your stint? I think medium tires is probably what it sh- is shouting out to me in the sense of just try and extend that stint for as long as you can. See everyone around your pit. Go for a for a long stint in that first uh, that first part of the race, and then try and make up some positions because the field spread's so big. Verstappen forty three point six in that in Q three, like that's. 2.7 seconds quicker than Sebastian Vettel, who starts 10th. <laughs> it's wild, isn't it? Verstappen, yeah, just needs to avoid any kind of turn one carnage, which could easily happen because we've got that new gravel trap now, which is going to make it very interesting the first turn because you're not going to be able to run wide and avoid carnage. It's going to be a huge old bottleneck. So while he is in the pound seats for a very good result podium you'd think definitely maybe even a win he has to avoid that turn one melee which it will be and there'll be so many drivers that will go broke at the start because they know it's a huge opportunity like Albon starting p6 is going to have amazing slipstream Alonso is not going to hold back is he if he's going to get a slipstream down the Kemmel straight God, Alonso, Alonso sending it. You just know it. You absolutely know Gotta that go Alonso for it. is dive bombing out of Kemmel Straight. One hundred percent. If he gets a sniff of P one, he will They've see his good name. Straight line speed, haven't they? Alpine, same. He's gonna have to so go for it. Maybe we see Alonso dive bomb takes out Signs and Perez. We then have Albon, who has the fastest straight line speed of all, leading then out of Kemmel Straight. What do we think? I'm here for that. <laughs> and then Verstappen still wins by a lap. Imagine, yeah. Verstappen wins from Albon or something really random. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm definitely here for that, even though Leclerc would then be nearly 100 points back. It's over. It's fine. But yeah, Red, Red Bull clearly so much quicker, Tommy, than, than Ferrari. Could we maybe suggest that Ferrari have been pegged back in some way with these porpoising regulations and Red Bull haven't? Well, science has beaten Sergio, but then Sergio, we didn't see really any of him in that session. Is it harsh? We to, don't. We the don't first know. thing that I thought of when Science and Perez fighting was the two dustbins. The two going, dustbins. Yeah, 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 I was going to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, yeah, they're just not there compared to their teammates, and it's it's going to be really interesting to watch essentially the two faster teammates coming through the field and see what see what happens, but. Yeah, Sergio, the fact that Verstappen was on pole by such a long way and it was only his first run, he's got so much pace in hand. It is scary. So at least you've got a fascinating race because if Verstappen is starting on pole, it would be the most boring race ever because he'd be lapping the whole field probably. So yeah, um, I think a lot of it though, we have to take it with a pinch of salt that Spa is a bit of a unique track. You've seen results in the past that have maybe been not un- not completely insanely unusual, but you've had the odd car that's good on straight line speed been good at Spa. So, And we know that that's good for Red Bull. So that's probably why Ferrari aren't doing great. So I think we'll probably get a better idea at Zandvoort because that track should suit Ferrari but should if should but if Max is getting on pole uh Zandvoort by 
a second again. It's finished. It's not looking it's great finished. for Ferrari, is it? No. Well, it's not looking good anyway, really. Let's be let's be honest. Ferrari needed a fifty point lead in the in the drivers' championship at this point to to have a chance. If Verstappen is definitely that far clear. Now, one thing that a lot of people swarmed into our Twitch live stream to uh, see my uh, yes. particular reaction to was in Q three Ferrari. Um, absolutely no pressure on them. Eight minutes or nine minutes to go in Q three, and they just very calmly, very composed of them put on a fresh set of soft tires on Charles Leclerc's car when they should have 100% put some scrubbed soft tires on because he had gone out in in the completely wrong time. He was out of sync with everybody. He had no slipstream. He had cars littered everywhere on the track that were cooling down after their laps. And it's just one of those like Ferrari just sending a message to all their fans that they are 100% back uh, and have not changed one bit since the first half of the season. Yeah, Leclerc was unused apparently, but they still said it was the wrong the wrong time wow, to he be wasn't on. unused. No way. Yeah, he was. He was unused, yeah. Well, on Q3 first, first run? Yeah, yeah, he was unused tires. They were shiny. He... That's what apparently it was, according to according to them, what I've seen online and stuff. So well, People saying I'm new, seeing... people saying used... I don't, I'm not sure. F1 we need to... says he was unused. No, they were new. Chat is saying they were new. Well, Those were shiny know. new tires. Well, that's the thing, though. But if they're scrubbed, you don't have that shine on them. That's how I understand it. And they were 100% shiny because I saw it. Like we saw the the, the image yeah. of the car in the pit lane. So I'm confused, but I definitely think they were new. Whatever way it is, hearing it makes sense, right? Because in Q3, they usually do one scrubbed set. If they only have one set of soft tires, they'll always do that new set at the end of the session. Yeah, but... yeah. Sorry, Tommy, you were going to say. But what I was going to say was, one, here we heard that message already from Ferrari, essentially saying we've done it wrong on tyres, which thought we'd at least get to the race, the first race back after the summer break before we heard that. And two, didn't actually make a difference in the end, although it's another embarrassing moment for Ferrari, but realistically Leclerc, uh, could have driven backwards and still been ahead of everyone uh, other than Verstappen um, because of the way the penalties work. He was always going to beat the midfield, but not going to beat Verstappen. So it didn't really matter in that in that sense. He was always going to start in the same position, but just another Ferrari clown college, like someone's written in the chat. <laughs> yeah, it didn't matter at the end of the day, but it was yeah, just more the fact it was like, oh no, your communication still is top-notch, Ferrari, even in qualifying. Like you'd think, right, they've got loads of different things in place now. They've learned from the first half of the season. They're not going to say to the media that they've made mistakes, but in in-house, they're going to have better communication lines. It's going to be all pristine from here on in. Boom. Absolutely not. But as we say, it doesn't really matter. He was never beating Verstappen, uh, even if he had hyper soft tyres for those that have watched Formula 1 for a few years. There is uh, no way anyone was touching Verstappen. He was unbelievable today. So uh, hats off to him. Um, He is looking very much on his way uh, to a second world title on the bounce. Um, Yeah, I think other points were that Mercedes were nowhere, despite thinking that maybe they were going to be... Going to catch up, uh, but definitely not happened if anything they're kind of further behind maybe it's maybe it's the track not not seeing them because let's be honest hungary couldn't be any more different to spa uh, in terms of track and long long straights mercedes still have that maybe problem with their car and a lot of people don't think the engine is all that that great either so 
Yeah, although it's looking all right in Albon's car to, to, to have a Williams up in P6. Yeah, Albon but in terms was of one tenth of a second away from out qualif- sorry, seven hundredths of a second away from out qualifying George Russell. That's unbelievable, isn't it? Russell uh Russell went to the wrong team. Thought he was getting an upgrade and actually a downgrade. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, George, you're gonna go to Spa next year in a Mercedes and you're just gonna out qualify the team you left. In a dry session. What? Yeah, in a dry session. That's crazy. Um yeah, I think that pretty much covers qualifying. Anything else you want to add, Tommy? Anything you want to talk about? Or should we go to the chat, ask, answer a few questions? Yeah, just looking at the rest of the grid. Got Latifi up in 11th. And then, <laughs> yeah, the mad. people. Latifi's so poor. And then qualified 11th. Sonoda had a shocker. And he's actually 13th. And not just the fact that we've got Verstappen and Leclerc. Ocon looks decent. And Lando looked fairly decent as well. So those two are going to come through the field for points. So it's a very interesting looking grid. Uh, curling biceps, what side of the track is better to start at tomorrow? Max's or Charles's side? Uh, it will be P1. So uh, if we then first, third, fifth, seventh, ele- uh, ninth, eleventh, thirteenth, fifteenth, Charles have the inside, but less grip because it's off the racing line. Uh, well, actually, I guess they come out from the right and then come over to the left so i don't know oh yeah but either or um doesn't really matter i don't think uh because there's going to be loads of cars around them they're not going to be able to make too much up into turn one um, you've got to think yeah. you've got to think checo probably not going to be too miffed with p2 because he'll get a big old slipstream that red bull looks very good in a straight line speed and even if he's p2 around the first corner he's going to get a big big old slipstream on science and probably take him into that first corner anyway. Uh, sorry, uh, end of the Kemble straight on the first lap. So I would not be surprised if um, if Checo is leading at the end of the first lap. But let's hope it's Alex Albon because that would be a story. Nah, Alonso, that's that's <laughs> realistic. Alonso is realistic. Albon is is hopes and dreams. But either yeah, all, no, Alonso, uh, Alonso be would be cool, wouldn't it? Should be a fascinating first part of the race with Sainz and Perez both falling off the track, being scared to try and win a race that's in their hands. Um, <laughs> it just it just has to be done. It just ha- like it's just I'm not over how bad the end of that session was. It was just so anticlimactic. The fact that they were just so both weird. had such poor last uh, last laps. But oh well. Um, good stuff. Looking forward to tomorrow. Remember, if uh, you're listening on audio, you can watch us live on Twitch tomorrow for our watch-alongs. Uh, we'll be live, WTF1 official, for the race tomorrow. It should be a really good one with uh, Verstappen and Leclerc out of the out of the mix at the moment, down in uh, 15th and 16th. Um, I'm not sure about rain. Seems like that may well uh, be a bit overcast and uh, sunny intervals, actually, if anything. So, don't need it. But it's Spa. Who knows what will happen? We don't need it. Dry race is uh, good enough, says Tommy the WTF1 founder who knows that Verstappen should probably win if it's a dry race. Uh, doesn't want anything too chaotic. So yeah, good stuff. Uh, looking forward to it. Tommy, final thoughts? You thought I was signing out. I mm. love that. I love that. I lured you. I lured you into a full sense of uh, security there. Final thoughts. Uh, welcoming everyone in our Twitch chat tomorrow, all 2,000 of you, and the 7,000 of you that will join when Leclerc's on hard tyres on that three. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yep. Best believe it. You will swarm in when something goes wrong with the Claire and Ferrari. And I love it. I accept and uh, enjoy the uh, the banter. So thank you, everyone. And my final thought is, uh, I just, my heart is not mended 
I thought it was, and then Ferrari made another mistake, and I just got flashbacks to everything that's happened this year. So uh, I thought I was over it. I'm not. So yeah, looking forward to tomorrow, everybody. Thanks so much uh, if you're listening. Five stars, hashtag WTF1 podcast. If you want to get involved, I just said five stars. Give us the five stars if uh, you enjoyed it, or thumbs up, or wherever you are. And uh, yeah, we'll see you live tomorrow, WTF1 official. We'll also have the internet's best reactions live on YouTube as well. Not live, but it'll go live uh, Sunday evening. And uh, yeah, take care. Adios. Bye-bye. Bye.